Welcome to the New Jersey History Podcast. This is your host, Kyle Whitfield Banner, and today we're discussing the conflicting story of the fate of a Revolutionary War soldier in New Jersey. This episode takes us to Rancocas Woods. So if you want, take a minute, get your map. Rancocas Woods is an hour and a half southwest of New York City, one hour west of the shore, and 30 minutes east of Philly. Like much of New Jersey, the Rancocas Woods area experienced growth during the mid-20th century. Rancocas Woods is an unincorporated settlement in Mount Laurel Township, Burlington County, New Jersey. The first houses in Rancocas Woods were erected in the 1930s, but the surrounding area grew up along the Mount Holly-Beverly Turnpike. As far back as 1703, a log cabin-style Quaker meeting house was built in the settlement. Our story begins in 1972, but its origins are found in the winter of 1777 during the American Revolution. The war was about two years in by that point. 19-year-old John Dobson of Virginia was a courier for the Continental Army, delivering messages to General George Washington. Dobson may have been part of the intricate spy ring Washington employed, with its web stretching from Massachusetts to Georgia. Intel would be gathered by servants, shopkeepers, merchants, ladies of the evening, like maybe hidden inside their skirts, free blacks, and artisans, many of the messages making their way to Washington by courier via New Jersey, which was the cockpit of the American Revolution. Remember, all trails are going through New Jersey during much of the Revolution. So if you've got intel from up in Massachusetts, you're probably bringing it to George Washington. If he's in, let's say he's in Virginia, probably cutting through New Jersey to get there. So a lot of couriers coming through New Jersey. It was in Rancocas Woods, where young John Dobson stopped in the winter of 1777 to rest and succumbed to the elements. Dobson most likely died from hypothermia, unable to light a fire in the cold, wet weather, that winter being especially bad. But that's a story John Dobson shared with mediums in 1972. He shared that. 200 years later with a group of mediums. But what prompted mediums to go to the spot where Dobson had died that dreadful winter of 1777? Take a guess. Rancocas Woods area is being built up mid-century. Why would mediums be be brought to or be summoned to Rancocas Woods where John Dobson had died 200 years earlier? Well, As the area was building up, a house was erected on the site where Dobson died. And he communicated that to the mediums. And as we hear in many similar cases, his ghost haunted the house. Doesn't matter if you believe in that or not. According to a 1976 article in the New York Times, quote, the ghost first emerged in 1972 when a South Jersey family whose identity has not been made public built a new home in Rincocas Woods south of the Delaware River near Philadelphia. It was established to the satisfaction of everyone involved that the ghost was the restless spirit 
of a revolutionary soldier named John Dobson. The family became aware of an unseen presence in their new home shortly after they moved in. The electric lights kept being switched on and off, end quote. Such experiences are common with supposedly haunted houses, but it seems young Dobson was not interested in frightening the family or causing any harm. It seems Dobson, perhaps reflective of his young age, he was only 19 when he died, he wanted to be a part of the family. The family would experience gusts of cold wind whilst eating in the dining room. Someone had an idea to set an extra place at the table, and that's when the bursts of cold wind stopped. Dobson would eventually get more playful, but not after he shared a bit of information that changed his story completely. The New York Times article entitled America's Bicentennial Ghost explains that, quote, the ghost had gotten to know the family better and felt free to play tricks on it, such as hiding pillowcases, end quote. But as Dobson's ghost became more comfortable, that's when his story changed. The article goes on to state, quote, he told the family that he had lied about freezing to death and that he actually deserted from the Revolutionary Army. He said he was trying to take some quinine and other medicine to his mother who lived near Burlington and that he had been caught and executed. Rather than the home being built where he died um, in service to his country, the home was built over the spot where he was executed and his remains were buried. He's executed as a deserter. For those of you who know American history, you Americans, you wanted the American Revolution. Um, George Washington is, is, you know, he's portrayed as this almost like godlike person. But as a commander, if you deserted, he he executed you. So this very well could be. Was John Dobson coming clean and hoping he'd be welcome as a member of the family? Did he feel remorse for deserting the army? Was his desertion understandable since he claimed he was bringing medicine to his mother? But that brings us to another question. If John Dobson's mother lived in New Jersey, was he from this area? Did he initially lie to the mediums about being from Virginia? It just seems unlikely to me that a 19-year-old, I know that 19 was a lot older back then, but still, it's unlikely that his mother would live in Virginia, uh, New Jersey, and he live in Virginia at 19. I don't know about that. According to the article, quote, the New Jersey archives do not show a John Dobson. The Virginia archives do. However, it is not likely that he became a ghost haunting New Jersey. According to the Virginia records, the John Dobson from Virginia, whom they verified, was from what's now West Virginia. He survived the Revolutionary War and qualified for a pension later in life. So there is really a John Dobson in the American Revolution records from Virginia. But that guy lived. He survived the war. So why would his ghost haunt a New Jersey house saying he died at age 19? So this is the this is like a whole convoluted story here. So what's the deal, John? I mean, come on, John. Like seriously, let's go. Get with the program, John. What's going on? Who are you? Where are you from? Okay. We'll never know who the ghost version of John Dobson was, but our tale is not over. It seems there is more evidence of Dobson's existence aside from the mediums hired by the family and the family's account of the ghost antics. The family understandably wanted to know the real story of John Dobson, their friendly neighborhood ghost. 
However, as the article verifies, there's no record of a John Dobson having served in the Continental Army from New Jersey, right? No record. Was he maybe part of a local militia? Or did he falsify both accounts of who he was? So we know he's not the John Dobson from Virginia because that guy survived the war. He says his mother lived in New Jersey. So if he's from New Jersey and he said he was executed for deserting the army, he'd probably be from New Jersey, but we don't have a record of a John Dobson serving in the army from New Jersey. However, I found a few John Dobsons from New York and Connecticut. Now think about that. That could be feasible. Our John Dobson could have lived in New York and his mother lived in New Jersey. That's more feasible than his mother living in New Jersey and him living in Virginia. So let's assume our John Dobson is one of the John Dobsons in the American Revolution from New York. And let's assume, whether he froze to death or was hanged for desertion, let's assume he was haunting a home in Rancocas Woods. It seems more feasible that he'd be from New York or maybe even Connecticut and that his mother lived in Burlington, like his second story, story said. The mother of the family, here's, here's where it gets cute. The mother of the family who lived in the house that was being haunted by Dobson, she shared that her four-year-old daughter, Polly, befriended the ghost of John Dobson, and she became his favorite family member. The New York Times article goes on to report, quote, their daughter, Polly, was four years old when she became one of John Dobson's favorite people, and he taught her a song. Her mother, attracted by the unusual phrases in it, one of which was, the world turned upside down, asked Polly where she heard it. And the child said it was, quote, a song John taught me. Well, the world turned upside down is a real song from the 1760s. So John Dobson, the ghost boy, 19-year-old, he would have known that song. It would have been around when he was alive. The song was popular during the era, and the song, The World Turned Upside Down, goes like this. I'm not going to sing it. If a buttercup buzzed after the bee, if the boats are on land and churches on sea, if ponies rode men and if grass ate the cows, if cats should be chased into holes by the mouse, if the mama sold their babies to the gypsies for half a crown, if summer were spring and the other way around, then all the world would be upside down. So it's kind of like saying things would be the opposite. What's the significance of that song and the time period? The world turned upside down is the song that the British played as they surrendered to Washington at Yorktown, Virginia in October of 1781 after the last major battle of the war. And that choice of song is apropos considering a ragtag group of many formerly untrained soldiers had forced the most powerful army in the world to surrender. So it's like the world turns upside down. It's like the underdog is winning. That song was in the British perspective reflective of a world turned upside down. But John Dobson would not have been aware of that. He would have known the song, but he died in 1777, four years before the war ended. So the, that my point in saying that is people who believe in this tale um, point to how would this four-year-old little girl in 1972 know the words of a song from the 1760s? It's not like there was internet back then, right? So just think about that. So what do you think? Whether you believe in ghosts or not doesn't matter. According to David Munn, historical editor of the Archives and History Bureau of the State Library at the time 
of the publication of the New York Times article I'm referencing in 1976, quote, the Rancocas Woods was an important area in the winter of 1777. Washington, who was camped with his Virginians at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, sent scouts out on foraging trips, including the Delaware Valley, where the family's home was situated, end quote. A Mrs. Peggy Lewis, editor of the New Jersey Historical Commission, found in her 1976 research, quote, that November 1977 was very cold and that it was plausible that a tired and sleepy soldier might have frozen to death. So I suppose it all comes down to which version of the ghost story one believes. But two things are for sure, for certain. Number one, New Jersey's crucial role in the American Revolution is not a fairy tale. It's not a ghost story. Number two, considering the extent of the fighting in New Jersey, from North Jersey, southwest to the Delaware, or the Pine Barrens, to Monmouth County loyalists, there certainly are graves of revolutionary era dead buried in New Jersey and very possibly under someone's home. So the story of John Dobson might not be true, but there are Revolutionary War era soldiers buried in unmarked graves all over the state, very well under somebody's house, very possibly under somebody's house. But John Dobson is not out of the picture for the family. Apparently, the family would later move to Palmyra, New Jersey, and John went with them. I really loved researching this topic, even though I literally only got one article. That's why I kept referencing that one article from the New York Times, 1976. I couldn't find anything else. I do remember hearing um, on my favorite podcast, Lore by Aaron Mankey. It's a, an award-winning um, podcast. I do remember him mentioning this in one of his episodes. I don't remember which one. So I don't know if he got the same information I did, but funny enough, what prompted me to make this podcast on this topic was I had just been talking about the battle of Yorktown with my college students and the song, the world turned upside down. I made them kind of like analyze it and everything. And then I heard the um, I heard the podcast, the other podcast that mentioned it. So I thought it'd be kind of cute to tie it in. Now, what I want to ask people is, if you listen to my podcast episode about the Hessian soldiers who were found out by the Battle of Red Bank, not Bougie Red Bank in Monmouth County, the Red Battle, the Battle of Red Bank out west. These were soldiers who were buried there that nobody knew they were there. So whereas the story of John Dobson may, may be completely falsified, it's possible that there are real life, quote, John Dobsons buried anywhere in New Jersey where there were battles fought. And you know that there were, there were not, there were skirmishes fought in New Jersey, in the woods, in the Pine Barrens. So if you got anything to add, if you find any information on this New Jersey ghost of the Rancocas Valley, Rancocas Woods, uh, Rancocas Wood, John Dobson, please let me know. Because like I said, I scoured the internet as best I can. I'm not, I'm not the best with technology, but I know how to research. I'm a history major. But if you find anything, please let me know. Um, you can email me, njhistorypodcast at gmail.com. I'm better with email now because I set a reminder for myself every day. Also, I'm going to plug my 
new podcast, the Ocean County History Podcast, which is more new, more nuanced, more localized, I guess you could say. Any questions, let me know. That email is ochistorypodcast at gmail.com. I'm very original in my naming of things, as you can see. I would like to give another shout out to my friend and colleague, the History Chick. I'm not going to say her, 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 her government name because I know she wants me to, but um, she yelled at me yesterday because I, I spelled her name with the wrong uh, vowel. So I got, got yelled at for that, but that's okay. I'll give a shout out to her. Look at her YouTube channel. It's pretty good. She's got some good summaries of uh, local history on there. That's that. Also, my YouTube channel is a bunch of rubbish about just linking certain, um, they're, they're not my original videos. I find ones and I put them in a playlist. So go to Mr. KB History NJ. And then the playlist is the New Jersey History Podcast. There's one on there for the Ocean County History Podcast. So any questions or suggestions, please let me know. And again, please, if you find any information on John Dobson, forward it to me. Thank you.